0: This is a podcast where you don't have to be perfect. You can be happy. Make your day count. Encouraging, uplifting, full of joy. You're worth more than you think. This is entirely unconventional, and I'm Lindsay Roberts. I pray for something miraculous to happen to you today. Hi, everybody. Lindsay Roberts here, and we are entirely unconventional. At least that's the name of this podcast. Entirely unconventional. And I pray today that you have a real understanding that God has placed within you a power source that can really boost whatever it is that you're believing him for. And that power source is your words. The power source within us is not only the word of God, but our own words as we confess them and believe them. So I pray right now in the name of Jesus for these words to be words of life, words of hope, and words that will increase you in every way as opposed to words to decrease you. I love to talk about mathematics, and I always say that God is a God of multiplication and addition rather than division and subtraction. God came to bless you and make you a blessing. So today I want to talk about words, and I, I'm not doing this to convict you. I don't do it to convict myself, but I want to give you words. The Bible talks about Encouraging words, words of hope. Uh, We've got a a CD in our ministry called Encouraging Words of Hope and Life. And you know, those words have just what they say hope and life. So today, I want to give you some scriptures and I want you to think about let the words of my mouth, the Bible says, the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. How can he ever be our strength and our redeemer when our words don't line up to his words? God said he watches over his word to perform it. So if we're talking something contrary, negative uh, against the word of God, then we go pray. How can we ask God to bless what he hasn't blessed? We've got to line our words up with the word of God. Some of that teaching comes directly from Jesus. And I want to, I, you know, kind of maybe provoke your thinking with a couple of scriptures. And when I do, when I say these scriptures, I really want you not to be convicted by them. In Christ, there's no condemnation. But really encouraged by them and be encouraged to where you can say, hey, that word's for me. Hey, I can speak this. I want you to begin to speak words that bring forth your own type of healing. You know, instead of saying, I'm stupid, I'm dumb. I've said this before. I had a family member that would always use the word a dummy. Oh, I'm a dummy. You're a dummy. You know, I'll tell you honestly, that never blessed me. No matter how hard I tried, it never blessed blessed me. I never said those words to my children, nor did I ever allow my children to say those words to themselves or to others. You're a dummy. You're stupid. You know, it's easy to let that word, do you know how easy it is to let the word stupid fly out of your mouth? I mean, to me and to believe the bad stuff, I can let dummy and stupid fly out of my mouth faster than my head can think why it went out. But the truth of the matter is Satan wants us to declare our own defeat. Satan wants us to declare our own defeat. But God wants us to decree our own success. And I want to give you some scripture to back it up and then I want to pray for you. Listen to this in John 7:16. This is Jesus speaking. My teaching is not mine, but him, but his who sent me. The one who sent me is true. Well, there you go right there. You want truth? find God. I mean, honestly, my teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. The one who sent me, now we're in John 8, John 8, 26, the one who sent me is true. And I declare to the world what I have heard from him. So here's the thing. I mean, if Jesus was the Christ, the son of the living God, if Jesus was there when God was creating with him, the foundations of the world, if Jesus knew how to speak to a fig tree, and use the principles of the kingdom of God to cause that fig tree to dry up at the root based on his words, then I must say this. I'm going to say it based on what I said a few minutes ago. Jesus wasn't a dummy and he wasn't stupid. Jesus was speaking the words God himself sent him to speak in order to give life. The Bible talks about the Ruach wind of God, when we speak words, when God said light be and light was, he was using his words through the Ruach wind of God. So as he was formulating his words and sending them forth with the very breath of God, he put that instruction into Jesus. Jesus is coming now to take literally the essence of heaven, to bring it to earth, to leave it on earth, to tell us what to do with it so that we could have success on earth. And so many times we repeat silly things. So many times we repeat unnecessary things and we sit back and wonder, why hasn't my miracle happened? Okay. Well, it could be timing. It could be a lot of things, but could it possibly be a good opportunity to check your words? This says Jesus again, John 12, and then I tell you, just listening to the words of Jesus, you know, they're written and read in most Bibles, but just think of what he said and let it sort of be written and read in your thoughts right now. For I have not spoken my own word. I can't even tell you how many times I wish I could retract the things I said and put like they do on those cartoons on TV where they go, and they reverse it and it goes backwards. If I could take back every word that I spoke without thinking or not realizing it would hurt somebody or hurt myself or hurt my situation. I don't know how many words, you know, they say you got to eat your words. You know, what would your words taste like today if you had to eat them tomorrow? Well, I don't know, but I have a lot of words I could repent over. But he said, I've not spoken my own words. But the father who sent me has himself given me a commandment about what to say and what to speak. God gave Jesus a commandment of what to speak and what to say. What I speak, therefore, I speak just as the Father has told, told me. John twelve forty nine and fifty. Now that's lovely for Jesus, but watch this. John fourteen, maybe my favorite book in the Bible. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but at least one of my favorite books in the Bible is John fourteen. John fourteen ten says. The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his work. John 14, 10. Now listen to this. John 14, 14. The word you hear is not mine, but from the Father who sent me. Now John 17. For I gave them to the disciples, the word you gave me, and, and they accepted them. This is Jesus speaking to his Father God in prayer just before he is about to be crucified. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believe that you sent me. And Jesus was saying with his words, with his prayers, Lord, you put words in me. And then in John chapter 17, he transferred all that power and authority to believers. I have read John chapter 17 more times than I can even tell you. Because the power, the authority, the Ruach, the wind of God, the power of God, the presence of God, that God put in Jesus, Jesus in John 17 is transferring that to his own people. He said, not the world, but he said to the people that you gave to me, now they are mine, I'm theirs. And that group is Jesus putting this word in. He even said, I don't pray for the world. Lord God, may I never be part of the group that Jesus won't even pray for. But when we understand the power that God used with his words, those power, those powerful words, that powerful authority went into Jesus, and then from Jesus, according to John 17, goes to us. Why would we sit back and say words like, Dummy, I'm stupid, you're stupid, this is stu-. No, why wouldn't we declare in the authority of Jesus' name, by the stripes that wounded Jesus, I'm healed and made completely whole. I mean, I'm not just saying words to convict you because I, I I want you to realize that we have a power source. Let's pop up that power source and put it to good use. You know, if you're walking in Oklahoma, it's really funny. Recently in Oklahoma, through the wind chill in December, just around Christmas, we had a wind chill of negative fifteen degrees, negative fifteen degrees, and a couple of weeks later it was 71 degrees. That is a swing of about 85 degrees. Now, think about that. Why, if you have a car that you can warm up in your driveway, why would you choose not to use that power source and go out in negative 15 degrees when you could, you know, really get hurt by that? Or in Oklahoma, when it's like 111 with the heat index. I think last year, I think it went up to 115 with the heat index. And you've got a car outside. Why wouldn't you use it if knowing that without using it, you could really pay a price and get sick or get hurt? We have a source available to us. And yet sometimes I wonder why I don't use it. And I'm going to say the same to you. (coughs) Excuse me. If you know the word of God, And if you believe what Jesus said and the power attached to the words God used with Jesus, why wouldn't we use it ourselves? We've been given permission. We've been given the right. We've been given the authority. If somebody gives you permission to go through a Sunday brunch buffet at no charge, hey, go through the Sunday brunch buffet and see what it's about. We have been given permission to use the same spirit. That raised Christ from the dead. Spirit meaning Holy Spirit, power source, meaning the, the very breath and life of God. We've been given permission to use the same spirit and instead. God, what are you gonna do? Already did it. Jesus, when are you gonna help me? Already did it. That's why he said it's finished. The Bible says in John 6:63, 6, it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. Not in right that Jesus did, and I'm just saying. He is saying it's the spirit of God that gives life. Flesh isn't giving life to the spirit. The spirit is giving life to the flesh. And I have the words that the words, the words that I've spoken to you are spirit and life. Oh, my. Oh, my. When we speak words that are the words of God, we have a Bible, right? As we believe and step out in faith, we have a Bible right to believe those words that Jesus spoken to us. The words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. And the words will be around forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will not pass away. So here's my question. What are you listening to? What are you saying? What are you repeating? So the other day, we were singing this song about John, Jacob, Um, like Jingleheimer Schmidt. And I'm telling you something, no matter what I tried to focus on, no matter what I tried to think, no matter what I tried to write, no matter what I tried to do, I could not get past those words ringing in my head. And then the next thing I knew, I was saying them to Richard. and He was like, stop. Don't even do it. Don't do that to me. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. It'll be stuck in my head forever. Well, the truth of the matter is when words go in, it's like I say, we have two ears, one to process it and keep it in one to process it and send it out. We hear things, we process them and it either gets hidden in our heart or it even gets hidden in our spirit, our soul, and it can be embedded into our thoughts. And I've been trying to read a lot of psychology and different things of the, you know, by by a Christian uh, author about what our words do. You know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I, I'm sorry, but I don't believe that for one second because God said words were so powerful that he created the entire earth with it. And I believe beyond any shadow of a doubt that our words impact Our words impact ourselves. Our words impact the spirit realm. Our words impact for good or for evil. And we have a tool, a weapon. The Bible is very clear about bringing our thoughts into captivity. Once we bring our thoughts into captivity, to me, that brings our words into captivity. So I want to encourage you today, use your words wisely. Use your words wisely. Properly use your words to build you up. Use your words to build somebody else up. I believe anybody can tear somebody down. Walk out in the street and figure that one out. You know, get in somebody's way when there's a sale at a at a store. Wow, talk about using words. Uh, think about what's been happening at airports lately. Wow, talk about the power of words. But I believe we can use our words properly. I believe we can use our words wisely. I can believe we can use our words powerfully to bring forth a powerful effect for the kingdom of God. I was reading a book about a a, a scientist, actually, who was freezing water. And as you freeze it, you slice it. And once you freeze it and slice it, there are uh, shapes that are formed in sort of like the ice crystals. As an experiment... He began doing very strange to me, strange things of speaking words over the frozen ice crystals as he was freezing them, as he was about to freeze them. And strangely, the different words that he was saying created different formations in the ice crystals. And his theory, I hope I don't say it wrong, but his theory was like the vibrations in the earth created a formation. I'll tell you what. He was not trying to prove anybody right or prove the Bible wrong. To my knowledge, he was not a Christian. But he was trying to prove that words have an effect. Negative words were putting a much, the way I describe it, this is me talking, putting what appeared to be more like a a, a, a confused kind of a mess of things. But when he would speak positive words like I love you and hope and life and different things like that, it would bring a very... um different kind of image in the frozen water. Now, he was only doing this as a scientist, but if a scientist can feel like there is value in the words that we speak, both negative and positive, and there are consequences to the words we speak, negative and and positive, then I believe we can do what Jesus said and take our words, use our words wisely, speak life into situations, speak life into our physical bodies, and begin to speak healing by the stripes that wounded Jesus. We're to be healed and made completely whole. And I believe we can believe that. I certainly believe that if science is proving the power of our words, both negative and positive, I believe that we can look at the Bible— and trust when Jesus said how important our words were. Trust when Jesus talked about how important our thoughts were. Proverbs 18, the tongue has the power of life and death. Those that love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power, not of our thoughts or whatever, but the power of our tongue. And it's not like the physical membrane of our body, but death and life are in the power. I believe that means that the spiritual attachment to what is going on with the words that we speak. The Bible very clearly talks about our tongue being the smallest member in a sense, but it's like the rudder of a ship that steers a ship. And it, it, it brings the direction of the ship into life or death, so to speak. I believe we can take every word that we speak and use it for building up the kingdom, building up our finances, building up our families, building up our, our, um, our mission in life, building up our hopes and dreams, building up one another, building up God's kingdom. Proverbs 25, 11 says, like apples of gold, this is the NASB, like apples of gold in settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. Like cold water to a weary soul, good is good news from a distant land. That's Proverbs 25, 25. Proverbs 29, 20. Do you see a man who is hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than him. Now, I don't want to do anything negative, but I'll tell you what. I believe we can tweak and ask the Holy Spirit to help us tweak our words from negative to positive. It's like people who wake up and say, good morning, Lord, or people who wake up and say, good Lord, it's morning. I mean, we're just tweaking it a little bit, but with giving it some thought and giving it some concentration and giving it some effort, I believe we can use our tongue as a powerful force to build up God, to build up the kingdom, to build up one another, and to expect a miracle and see them come to pass. I was given the question today, I find myself being negative all of the time. And to be honest, I don't even realize I'm doing it. It's honestly a mindless habit. How do I break it? Well, there's there you go. That You just answered your own question, to be honest with you. It's a mindless habit. I try and have a, a mindset, and within five minutes, I could completely destroy the mindset and much of it with my words. But instead of being a mindset or being unaware that you don't even realize you're doing it. Here's the thought. I wake up in the morning and I try to set my day in prayer. I go to sleep at night and try to set the evening in prayer. So when I wake up, my first words, my first thoughts, coming into the morning is prayer. And it's not to be some spiritual giant. It's just a routine that I've gotten myself into. It's a routine I've gotten myself into since I was really young. So I believe that if we take the time to stop and make a conscious effort saying, Holy Spirit, I give you free permission to direct my day. Holy Spirit, I give you free permission to direct my thoughts. Holy Spirit, I give you free permission to direct where I go, what I say, what I do, what I think. As we do that, it's a simple prayer. But I believe the Holy Spirit will get us out of a mindless situation and we can actually pray, Lord, as the Bible says, the Bible says we can have the mind of Christ. We can pray for the mind of Christ. And if we've got the mind of Christ controlling our thoughts and we hide God's word in our heart, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it eat the fruit. So then we've got good thoughts in our mind, good thoughts harboring in our, ha- our heart. Out of our heart, those good thoughts come out of our mouth. We speak the word of God, and then we get the fruit thereof. I believe that's possible. Are you going to always sit and tiptoe through the tulips and have good thoughts? No. I see stuff on television I wish I never said or saw. I repeat things of things I saw or things I feel. Wish it never came out of my mouth. I can get into a state of emotion where I think, what was I thinking? But the truth of the matter is that stuff will come in, but we have a Bible right when it comes in, to say, I redeem those thoughts through the word of God. And as you do, say, Lord, as you give me the mind of Christ and I redeem those thoughts, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And I believe he'll honor that prayer. When I was a kid, people always told me I would amount to nothing. I'm wondering, <laughs> not going to stay not even going to go there. <laughs> what city were you born in? Not going to go there. Um, I'm an adult now. And every time I go to do something new, those wa- words still haunt me. How do I heal? That's real simple. Um, like I said, everybody can grow up with certain words being spoken over them. Um, you're ugly, you're dumb, you're stupid. Um, you'll never amount to anything. I'm trying to think, not in my childhood. I'm just simply trying to pull things out in my head. Um, one of the worst ones I heard someone once say to a child, I actually heard this, it was nothing, nothing to do with my kids or um, mama would have come unglued, but, but this person was screaming at a, her child and said, I don't love you, I'll never love you. I thought, okay, that's interesting. Hold on, I have to sneeze. Excuse me. And you're welcome to say, God bless me. So, um, when I heard that, I didn't feel in my spirit, it was the right time for me to intervene. But my thinking was, I wonder how long that'll be embedded in that child. And I began to pray for her. Um, I, I, I didn't know her well enough to go say, can I pray for you? But, um, I began to pray just, just saying, okay, Lord, Um, I don't know how to react here, but you do. I'm asking you to listen to those words, erase them from that child's memory, from that child's heart, and bring healing. And that was the end of it. That was all I felt like I could do in that situation. But it's the same thing. I'm not sure as a kid you were spoken positive over or negative over. And I do believe no matter what your childhood was like, you are a child of God. You are a child of the most high God. I heard a a woman preacher that I know very well, very, very well saying one time, even though she was in the ministry, she kept feeling like she was going to lose her mind. She said, my father lost his mind. And now I feel like Satan's telling me I'm going to lose my mind. And the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, I'm your father and I never lost my mind. And it just clicked. Her father, her heavenly father, never lost his mind, so she doesn't have to. She can have the mind of Christ. And she just began to declare it and confess it. And she said from that day on, she never had a problem with it. So I say this not only to the person who wrote this, but to anyone who's listening. We have a Bible right to say that no matter what somebody said to you, or some person thought of you, you are of God. You are of the characteristic and nature of God. You are of God, little children. You have a Bible, right, to say in the name of Jesus, use your words, in the name of Jesus, I curse any thoughts of darkness, any thoughts that, I'm not going to say the person was Satan, but anything that was said to you that was using Satan as a mouthpiece, so to speak, to speak the words of Satan over you. God gives you encouraging words of hope and life. So anything contrary to that, all you have to do is say, "I renounce that. I refuse to receive it. I won't go into agreement with that." Father God, in the name of Jesus, I am going to ask you to reprogram my thinking, reprogram my believing, reprogram my expectations, reprogram anything and everything you want to do, so that I have the mind of Christ. I have have the will of God. I have the thoughts of Christ. I have the word of God and begin to speak life to yourself. I am not stupid. I am not worthless. I'm a child of the King. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And as you begin to speak those, you know, even if you just pick one word, God loves me or one saying, I'm a child of God. Or Jesus went to the cross for me. If you just begin to repeat the positive, I firmly believe, I have no science to back it and I may go look it up, but I firmly believe as you start speaking the words of positivity into your spirit, that has an opportunity to overcome the negative. And I I think about it this way. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and he said, light be and light was. And if you really study it, the light came and as the light came in, the darkness was required to leave. I pray as the word of God comes in you, anything negative that is against the word of God, I command it to flee. It begins to leave you. Now that's my prayer for you, that in the name of Jesus, I pray that as you hear words of life, you hear God's words of life, you hear God's words of encouragement over you. And as you begin to speak them over yourself and believe them over yourself, I pray those words of life, those words of hope, those words of encouragement drive out anything that is unlike God. It removes it. It separates that that negativity from you, even negative words, as far it is as it is from the east to the west. I pray for God to literally, if He made your mind, He can He can, you know, tweak it. I pray for God to literally restore you to hope and life and thinking that you are of God, little children. I pray that for you today in every way. And I want to remind you, this is what I believe. This is why I'm doing this podcast. This is my Lindsey Roberts statement to you. I believe you're worth more than you think. Now I want you to believe it too. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. To connect with Lindsay on social media, follow her on Instagram at Lindsay Roberts Official. to get a copy of Lindsay's brand new book, discover your true worth. Simply search discover your true worth on amazon.com. We'll see you next week.